0: Here comes stuff. Here comes stuff. Here comes stuff. Y'all don't really worry like. that. Oh, yeah. Here comes stuff. No, oh,
1: yeah. here comes stuff. Oh, yeah. here comes oh, yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. Y'all don't really worry. Like, oh, yeah. Running out a big one notches, but he's looking for that ever a spot and that's a big help to really now. now. He
0: but Shinzo and Brian Moore, the drum thing of in the Golden Maturity like bled so I got, 30, like blood, so ain't got no twisted my head but I'm and
1: think about on, it! Hawaii Five-0 lunges! Oh, close here! Man, Did I'm the favourite hang on, on, think about I'm
0: it! Love, but, no, you think man, but it's Espiona it. clearing the golden pendant. Espiona the favourite, too good, beat a tissue. Nice Cylinder's out now! He's charging, going to Moravia! Oh, Cylinder got out of jail to win the run to the Rose! Cylinder. And I wish I win down the outside. I wish I win went, went past Giga Kick Marzu. I wish I win from last. A spectacular TJ win. And now on PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Cardi and your host, Racetrack Rafi.
1: G'day, thanks so much for getting our year-round carnival preview podcast of Everest, Caulfield Guinea's Day. My goodness, what fantastic racing, and the best way to have a look at tomorrow's racing is via Vince Daily Sexuals. Good morning, mate.
0: Ralphie, good morning. What's happening in this big city?
1: Well, mate, add a bit of a stretch, add a, bit of, add a bit of a shuffle, and it's 5.30 Friday morning, and we're going to give the best information we possibly can to our customers.
0: Of course. <laughs> it's a, it's a, isn't it a great time to be awake?
1: Oh, 100%. We're up and going. Uh, that audio, of course, courtesy of Racing com, of all those Everest contenders running tomorrow, which is what we'll start with because, as uh, as promised, we can have a runner-by-runner runner look at the Everest in isolation and then uh, and all the, oh, the Caulfield Guineas highlights as well from the big day there. Firstly, Randwick, rail out three. Looks like perfect weather's continuing in Sydney. How are you expecting that track to play?
0: Well, this is the big key, isn't it? We just want to ensure we... Continue with that fantastic uh, track conditions. Well, three off the fence is going to be a great place to be, Rolfie. To six, maybe nine. That's that's the hot spot, but it's definitely going to suit horses that are on pace unless there's too much overreaching through that first half of the race. But on pace leaders, they get the first advantage. Midfielders, you can come into it. Back markers, well... This is the big challenge. You've got X amount of lanes. While it's much better than if you're in, if the rail's out six, it'd be a lot harder. So rail out three will help a lot of these horses to find that space that they need, and there will be opportunities for them to get into those fast lanes.
1: All right. Well, I obviously do my prep before I start talking to you, and, um, and I'm looking at the Everest and thinking, geez, after years of seeing absolute heat, have we got heat tomorrow? So it's it's obviously so much money up for grabs. We we see some of those riders overextend, but on natural um, IVR and meters per second work that you do, is this going to be a very fast Everest?
0: It's going to be a good speed, and I and I do have a expectation. It is a big race, so people are going to be jostling to get their spots early, so that way they're It's just going to create that natural speed. But how fast? I've just marked a marginally above benchmark on the low we could be benchmark plus a half and maybe on the high with just horses trying to extend this because there is four or five horses are going to try and find that spot ralphie may find itself being plus two or three but the reality is i will be surprised if they go plus eight or ten or six but who knows right i mean when there's twenty million dollars up for grabs, people do crazy things.
1: Well, we're assuming there's no scratches there, which means no. Belalipatino, Zapateo, King of Sparta and Bellana goes out. If any, if anything changes, of course, we will update tomorrow morning. But um, overpass is the natural lead. What yep. we do say, so, what we do always know, and this is just a fundamental of race shapes. If if a, if a sprint field is going about benchmark plus one, and it's a talented horses. You don't want to be conceding too much because they'll probably start increasing the pace in the mid-race and that will make it too hard for back mates.
0: Well, this is it. This is it. That's going to be the key. And then, of course, you just sort of dial in on the riders. Yep. And when you have a look at the typical profile of uh, overpass on good tracks, it's natural racing tendencies around that plus one range. Yep. So... Go a little bit faster, maybe plus two, you'll still be in that zone for the horse. I mean, the fastest it's ever gone is around plus seven. That's a low, low probability. There is a possibility of plus four. If, if we sort of look at what happened at Ascot all the way back in April of this year, that was a really fast pace. I don't see the horse running to that speed, but there is that possibility that that's probably as far as the stretch will be. Yep. Like, it's going to be much more than that with this type of ride. He knows the horse back to front, so he's he's fairly controlled. Zach Purton's not going to do anything crazy on In Secret. Marzu, Tommy Berry, well, horse could just find himself in a natural forward position. And alcohol frees the other runner with Craig Williams. Well, you know, Craig Williams, he's not a person that just sits on the fence and thinks about it. Where he's drawn, he's going to want to absolutely make sure he's in, the, he's in a solid spot as well in the forward pack. Uh, But that, again, none of that's going to say we're going to be going plus four or six. Yes. So as far as
1: the IVR likely standard is concerned, uh, is is it a strong Everest that you you see?
0: It's solid. It it is solid. Uh, I mean, the benchmarking figures, the hurdle rate's plus 3.6. But when you comb through the top two or three runners, the real indicator is that what we need... Is we need to be somewhere in the high fours to actually get on the podium. It's one of these race cards. If you take everything purely off the intel, then there's probably three chances, Ralphie. Well, Four
1: let, best, yeah. Let, 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 let's just get straight into it. Then we will cover every runner in in brief. If uh, if we yep. don't uh, don't whatever we don't get to in the in the main chances, but the top of the grid here is I wish I win. He, he's a star. He won the Golden Eagle uh, last year and showed showed what a star he was. He, he then confirmed it in the TJ Smith, this track, this distance. Different dynamic. That was very wet ground. This will be very dry ground. We know he can handle very dry ground. We know he's got an unbelievable sprint. What say you as far as where he, he expects to be positioned in the run and where his overall chances are?
0: Well, realistically, Ralphie, there's, there's that chance he's going to be. He's going to be midfield back, right? Isn't yeah. he? <laughs> I don't think he's going to be forward of midfield. But then again, if you look at his uh, speed capability, he is very capable to run around benchmark. Yep. And if we use that as the the tool, the tool and, the, and the platform on where we want to be, that could seem as close as four lengths from the lead pack. But I actually feel he's going to be in the golden spot somewhere between four and six. I don't believe he's going to be 10 lengths off him. I really do feel he's going to be four to six. If he's ten lengths off them, they're going too fast.
1: Yeah, yeah. No one, no one can judge speed.
0: <laughs> that's, no, no, that's no a, that's it's important. right.
1: Yeah. Um, what we saw under the bonnet, as far as a real genuine dry track sprint, was probably the lightning first up last prep because, um, yeah, he just got to relax in a thousand meter race and got to really unleash. Uh, what type of uh, four hundred sprints he got?
0: Realistically, his four hundred meter profile is. Pretty much rock solid around that seven plus seven plus eight above the benchmark standard for the last four hundred. That's where his zone is, and he's very capable of doing that. If we're looking from a baseline speed that's say benchmark minus two for this is the this is the speed this horse is travelling at, he's going to have that finish somewhere around plus seven to eight range, which would mean there's the big key, Rolfie, no further back than eight.
1: Yeah. So, the, but the, the, the part of the real horse's talent, if you like, he doesn't just do an eight, a 400, he can do an 800-metre sprint. Now, if he's three back from the three, say what you said, four legs from the lead, um, it might just be a matter of luck for Luke Nolan, mind it, because that 800-metre uh, sustained class that he has is, uh, is pretty serious.
0: If he's got any challenges, the only challenge I can see is because he's drawn one, It's going to be have to be some navigation. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 may stay on the fence, right? Yes. And And maybe, yeah, maybe things will open up for him. But you, I still feel if you stay hard on the fence, you are going to concede at least one length in terms of that track speed over the last two hundred and fifty. Yep. That would that be enough? Well, just depends on how far in secrets in front of it.
1: Right. So (laughs) that's the next one, it's a it's. It's such a pattern, this horse. So what is important, I think, in racing, we often touch on this in the word trainer's intent. Don't just look at a pattern, but look at what the trainer wanted to do. So from the time this horse entered the stable, they wanted to peak third up in the Everest. The pattern with this horse, what did it do in the new market? It peaked third up. Uh, In the gold rose last year, it, well, it was pretty unlucky. I mean, Jack and I was phenomenal and super wide in the lanes when it when it got beaten The nose in the Gold Rose third up and then one fourth up, up the, court, up the straight to Cornwall. The only query I can see at this stage, and I'm interested in your take here, is that he her two best runs easily have been Flemington 1200, but that doesn't mean she isn't
0: a very talented horse. Full stop. True, true. That part's correct. But here's the thing, Ralphie. Number one, when we look at the profiling of this horse, just, just have a look at Ramwick last start. Look at the last 400 metres, plus 9.2. Now, that should give you some confidence Horse going to be able to handle this track well. The second part is, okay, let's look at what will the horse be travelling at speed-wise. Looking at where it's drawn, I can't see Zach. He's not going to go back, Ralphie, right? He's just going to naturally go forward because the pace is going to present itself. What's the chance of getting caught? I would say it's reasonably low, but he will have to use a little bit of fuel. How much fuel is he going to use to get to his spot? Well, looking at the characteristics of this horse, the fastest the horse has gone, and that's when you touch on that Flemington run, plus two, and then it produced that phenomenal burst of speed between the eight and the four to get victory, going plus two first section, then 6.6 above between the eight and the 400. Yes, the horse is obviously going to weaken over the last 200 metres, but that sort of gives you the insight of what this horse is capable of. So my view is that perhaps this horse is going to be travelling around benchmark, and it's going to allow this horse to have a sprint over the last 400 metres of somewhere around plus six which is a bit less than wish I win, and this is the key, this is the true handicapping part. If the horse is more than two or three lengths in front of I wish I win, getting to the 300, 250-metre mark, then I'd say that's where the winner is. I'd say that's the winner.
1: So you said Zach, but what you didn't say was Zach (laughs) Purden. Of course. I'm only saying that in... She's been ridden by Zach, and, you know, the kid's going well, but he's an apprentice, learning his craft, he's going very well, but this is a world-class rider, Vince.
0: World-class rider. They've got the right person on board to be able to nullify a Nuke Nolan and potential Nash. Because really, at the end of the day, oh, and, of course, we're not going to forget James McDonald and Kieran Maher and then Tommy Berry, right? But right now, if we're looking at the hot chances in the race, that's the starting point. Uh, you know, we haven't probably talked about – think about it. We'll come to that with Clipperton. But the reality is I believe that it's – it's this horse has got the, – he's the horse to beat. In secret.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's really good odds and, uh, and we, we've explained – the other thing I, I think I should put on the table here, so it's, it's wanted to come here third up to peak. It's first two runs and we flagged that there was going to be a sideways run second up and there was but it's sideways run and it's first up run was better than what it did last prep before it exploded third up. So everything's pointing that she's gonna go better than she did in the new market or at least match it. And that new
0: market was unbelievable. Yeah, so the thing that I was thinking about you know, and going through the process is, is there any possibility in any, any horses can go to the next level? And the next level is getting an IVR overall performance figure of around plus six or better? Now this is one runner who's come back two lengths better than last campaign. Therefore, on my grid, it's a target horse that could get, could reach plus seven. If it does get to that level, it's definitely going to win.
1: Which is it's currently twelve dollars, much as um much as sixteen earlier in the week, but uh, twelve dollars is still lovely, lovely odds. So um, let's see see how things unfold for that Mayor. Private eye, Vince. Now. I actually should should actually uh, bracket all this up. When I uh, in secret won the new market, what really came out with the with the figures, we couldn't have been more clear in what we said. Hence, uh, hence I wish I would be a remarkable price, but people missed it on the way through. Was it was a fast and faster race shape. It didn't give I wish I would in private eye a chance to really unleash in the new market because they were just too fatigued, and it was an unusual race shape. But this horse has come back in absolutely fantastic condition. Uh, Loves, loves dry ground and it uh, and failed in that TJ that um, that I wish I win one but, uh, because that was on a bog-heavy track, but it returned with a t- dynamic performance. How are you seeing its chances tomorrow?
0: Well, again, I'm just looking at the true merit of handicapping and where it's going to be positioned in running. And is this a horse that has a bigger 400-metre sprint than I wish I win? And that's really how I'm looking at it from that perspective first and foremost – There's nothing in the intel that indicates this horse has a bigger last 400-meter sprint than I wish I win, but it's very similar. It has the capacity of going around the plus-seven range. When I looked at this horse, if there's an overextension with the horse early, that probably doesn't work for the horse. So I, I, I take the view that if this horse is asked to go benchmark, then... That's fine, but it's real uh, comfort zone is around minus two, around two lengths below benchmark is its golden spot. But I did see that run of Flemington going all the way back to October of last year, where the horse was traveling 0.7 above and did still finish off with a plus 7.3 last 400 meters. So. I've just said to myself, okay, you're in that minus two benchmark range to get your maximum exertion. Will that have you in running further ahead or how much in front of uh, I wish a winner you're going to be? That's the key. Knowing Nash and the type of plays, he's another rider. He ain't going to be out the back sleeping. No way. No way. He's going to be in a prominent position with the high possibility of being in that midfield zone. And just looking again where he's drawn and bringing that to sort of that reality check about what really will happen. And there is, he's drawn nine. Uh, is he going to follow in secret to a certain extent? Well, I guess that's going to get back down to pace. So he might be in front of I Wish I Win by a length or two, but that's it. Is that going to be enough to hold out I Wish I Win? And is that going to be enough to then be able to strike and get it, finish in, in front of in secret? I see big possibility of obviously being in the lanes which is going to help I did stress test the figures Ralphie of the IVR figures just through the matrix and what was really interesting is that I couldn't get the horse plus uh, beyond plus 4.9 which I thought okay um, probably probably <sighs> best case scenarios is this horses might get to a plus five, but that, I, don't, that's, I don't believe that's going to win you the race, Rolfie. It could get you on the podium though.
1: Right. And uh, what we'll round off as the main chances, and <laughs> I'm just going through your grid here, is the three-year-old cylinder. So really an emerging type. Uh, didn't take the coming slot, but uh, I think James Heron might have been if i forgot got that right. The, when I say the coming slot, the Godolphin slot, because In Secret already had it. Now it gets into the race. It's got the uh, it's it's got the perhaps a similar profile to the yes 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 who uh, who was um, uh, placed in the golden rose before winning the uh, the Everest. Um, he really step all three runs this time in, and blinkers now go on. What's the, what's the uh, assessment for tomorrow?
0: Yeah, it is interesting with the blinkers going on in the twenty one days between runs, so they're all positive profiles for the horse. This is another run runner- at. We've seen it. He has the capability of putting in a huge last 400 metres. He has done that before. That was uh, two runs back at Rose Hill, over 1,200, Ralphie. But it was off a slightly slower pace, four lengths below benchmark. If he's running four lengths below benchmark here, well, he's got no chance of winning, right? So there's no way Zach Lloyd will have that horse in that position. The Blinkers, okay, what's the real purpose behind Blinkers? Are they confident that's going to find the horse another two lengths or does it just mean it's going to keep this horse sharp so that's the big conundrum for me is that when i stress tested this horse's uh, profile i found that the reality is where the horse is at right now stacks up ideally plus 3.2 and it will have to find a personal pb of at least two lengths so will the blinkers give it that two lengths if it does then it's a hot candidate and likely
1: to get the golden spot isn't it right.
0: well definitely we'll get a beautiful run in, in transit and we'll have a high possibility of a, unleashing a pretty uh, high acceleration over the last 400 meters and i'm really judging it by what it did at Rose Hill back in February of this year, Ralphie, when travelling around two lengths below benchmark and then unleash the plus five. If, for whatever reason, they try to go into a lead position because the blinkers might really fire the horse up, then I would say that'll be the end of the horse. I, I would say it's a big negative if, if that happens.
1: So that brings us to the favourite. Think about it. Um, remarkable... Winning machine, not <laughs> wanting to put it that way exactly. Winning his last eight starts, unbelievable. So he's got tenacity. He he knows how to find the post to, to use the cliche. At this stage, what he's done on the clock does not suggest he will meet what you're saying is the winning threshold. So talk us through what you what you think about think about it.
0: Well, it's interesting. He's also come back at least two lengths better, Ralphie. So that puts him up in the high fours, low fives. If we're looking at a projected graph line uh, performance grid. Last campaign, he peaked at uh, 2.6. This time in, he's coming first up with a plus 2.8. Now, I'm being conservative. That he's improved two. He could have improved three. But at least two, not less than two, is what I've marked down. There is a possibility that I've worked out that he could go improvement-wise as much as plus three. I also uh, stress-tested his profile, and ironically, I could make a case that this horse is capable of going plus 5.2. So if this horse meets what I feel is a fair and reasonable increase of at least two lengths, that gets him into around the 4.8 mark and a genuine contender. And on the stress-testing Process that he could go to plus 5.2 that puts him hard in the race. So I can see why he's there. The question is can Sam clip it and pull it off against his competitive riders? He, he, he doesn't have the better horse, right? Is he going to now be capable because he's going to probably have to outride a couple of others? Now, can he do that?
1: Well, you like using the the phrase chessboard. Where should he be on the chessboard?
0: He's pretty versatile, Ralphie. His best, of course, is round benchmark, two lengths below benchmark. So he he should be... For him to have the... This is for... Think about to have the best chance of winning, he's got to be forward of midfield, no further back than four from the leader. If he can find himself in that spot, then he's got every chance to be able to reel in in secret and he may have just enough to hold out private eye and I wish I win.
1: So a, a winning contender, but you're, you're surprised his favourite is probably what, is the best way to say Well, it. I wouldn't right? have him
0: favourite. Yeah, you personally, that's right. I, no, personally, I, I, I'm of the view that in secret is the horse to beat. Lovely.
1: All right, a couple of roughies. I'll just say if there's any reason to uh, put them in your thoughts or Maltese, Mizzou and Alcohol Freedom, we just dismiss them as likely being anywhere in the... the,
0: uh... Well, the reality is they've, they've both got to find two or three lengths minimum to be competitive. Are they going to be able to do that in the big race like this? Strange things have happened, but they have to rely on other horses not turning up. And they're going to need a little bit of luck in running as well.
1: Yeah, right. Well, I just wanted to actually make, make sure we mention every runner. So that brings it. I'll just go down in saddlecloth order here. So overpass won the cocker, getting getting the lead on his terms, but it was a fast lead, all, all the same, and just held off Amelia's as Uh His obvious chances tomorrow is race shape. Uh, what, what's what's your thoughts here with overpass?
0: It's a big chance. Josh could go to the front and have good control, but he's a sitting duck. Doesn't matter how you look at it. And his best chance would have been for rails out six or eight. Now, the rail isn't out six or eight, it's out three. Therefore, he will be in the lanes. So usually, most horses, when they turn for home, they're about two or three off the fence. So he should be in the start of the lanes. But everywhere you look, he's the sitting duck. And I don't like races like this when you're the sitting duck, you invariably get run down.
1: Conversely, Buenos notches has an unbelievable sprint. It's uh, it's got gig, real genuine giga kick form. It's come back very well. But is it, this the type of horse who's out the back and just has to concede too much?
0: He's another horse, Ralphie, where he's got a beautiful profile. He's a very you know good quality racehorse. But is tomorrow going to be the day when he has to find a you know a UPB of at least two lengths and maybe three lengths to be winning right? Oh, people are braver than me, but I, I, I like this horse, and he's the sort of horse that I like to back, but not
1: tomorrow. Hawaii 5 it's the emerging type.
0: Yeah, I really tried to get some clarity around, like, what do I do with a horse like this? Because his run, run last start was outstanding. When you look at it, right? But then, when I thought about it, I go, gee, we did get the right first section, which is... Uh, Really important. And I was able to take a little bit of a line on a couple of performances last campaign. What happens when you run two or three lengths faster? Can you maintain that high acceleration? And from what I can see at the moment is that he might be a couple of lengths short of what's needed. But he comes from a phenomenal stable. And you can just sort of tell that he's obviously rock hard fit. Can he just – well, there's no blinkers, is there? But can he find another couple of lengths? He still has to find two lengths. You
1: know, I can't help wondering that they needed to really put on the best show last start to get into the Everest, whereas the horse who beat him narrowly, think about it, he was already in the Everest. So, um, as you said, rock hard fit. Maybe he hasn't got that speed in his legs now at 1,200 compared to what Think About is going to do in his grand final.
0: Well, this is the thing. He's got to uh... – Cope with that. He's got he's got an excellent rider, of course, but the reality is, if he's out in the midfield pack further back, he, he's not going to have that capability of holding out one. I wish I win, and two, the other runner, which is Private Eye. I just cannot see how he can hold them out over a four hundred meter sprint, and that's before we even talk about. You're still going to have to run down, think about it first, and then in secret.
1: Yeah, espiona, is it this simple that on class of 1400, 1500 profile says not far off, but at 1200, has she got the speed in their legs?
0: Yeah, well, class wise, I'm with you, Ralphie, 100% there. And the big challenge is, yeah, I'm. I'm... Oh, I have to obviously respect the stable, but this is big move coming back in a big, big
1: bowl. Well, the money's just too good to ignore. Because yeah, <laughs> that was big on the
0: slot. Yeah, the twenty-one days is all fantastic, but just when you put the the template over the twelve hundred meters, it just says sh- you just fall short everywhere. You just yeah, you just fall short.
1: Yep. And if there's a, a roughie that after the race you go, well, Chris Waller, you're a genius, but uh, I'm not falling over a surprise on talent at Shinzo, but how can you project a horse who was so played first up?
0: I have to see more. Whilst he's got big talent. Let's see if he Well, while it does say, you never know how good a horse is until they're asked a the big question. And can they rise to the occasion? That's when you find out. So I guess that's what's going to happen. He's going to find out. A, a lot of, obviously, there's a that thought process because a three year old's done it before. Maybe it's going to happen again. I, that's the only reason why I feel like, why are you there? Other than, that, okay, I get a 20 million, but you need to find five lengths. Now, let's see. Maybe, maybe you will. Oh, I was hoping that, um, that horse was going in a different direction, like heading towards a mile, but here we are.
1: Yep, absolutely. Well, Militarise is going to be his, uh, his Caulfield Cup runner, so we'll get to Caulfield now. Firstly, Vince, there's a little bit of uh, rain about today and tomorrow, but only a little bit. Uh, Caulfield have put up a, a soft five. Um, what's, your, uh, what's your thoughts on how the track's going to play tomorrow?
0: Wow, they put up a soft five. I, I haven't checked YR to see what the weather's like Saturday.
1: Uh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yep.
0: Well, nothing's changed. It always comes back down to what happens between that, inside that 600 metre mark from the 550 to the 350 It's the big key. If it cuts out, that means off the track, wider the better. If not, then it's probably going to help a lot of those uh, on-pace horses, Ralphie.
1: Yeah, so it, it's uh, it's 2 mil today, 0. 0.6 of a mil tomorrow Is well. i just double-checked it, so that's the latest there. So we, we had a little bit of rain in Melbourne uh, yesterday, but uh, traditionally, this time of year, the, tr- the track will drain well when that Sort of gives every horse every chance. We'll go in uh, in order for these big group ones. Uh, we're going to pick up the pace a little bit too because we obviously want to do that deep dive runner by runner in in uh, in the Everest and um, and maybe there are some races where you think they're not all that all that tight. So as far as uh, starting off with the might and power, what a horse! Fit, it's unbelievable. Um, there's a there's a beauty here called Alligator Blood. He is the favourite. He's obviously the starting point. How are you expecting the pace of this race to transpose because? There's only a ten-horse field, but there's a few horses who can generate early
0: heat. Well, this is the big thing now. How much heat will there be? This is that's what I'm really trying to. Well, let's have a look. Let's start with Just Fine. 14-day backup. His last two runs plus 11.5 last start above benchmark through the first half of the race, and the run before plus 6.8. There's no way that horse is going to have the same speed coming back to 2000. Impossible. In fact, I'll be surprised if this, was, this horse will be travelling faster than Benchmark. So that now means there's two other runners. Well, this is assuming to blood is continually ridden the way we've seen it recently, and that's taking sits, right? Because you know that on his day they can just tear the field apart and lead.
1: I wish Ollie, Ollie was on tomorrow, but I'll get to your point, yeah?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we look at Lindemann yep. and Denny Knowledge. Deny knowledge, As, yeah. yeah. deny knowledge has been the other two horses that have a possibility of taking a position up the front or are they going to take a sit behind Just Fine, who I'm expecting to be flat. Oh, I really do believe that's where the horse is. So I looked at Lindemann first. Been a long time since this horse has gone above benchmark through the first section. Long time. So I'm sitting here saying, well, you're probably not. And Marrera, is he the type of rider that's going to be bold and and tenacious up front? I'd say no. So his chance is taking a sit. So deny knowledge is where the keys. What's he going to do? Well, he's he's very capable of going out and saying, let's go.
1: I can't help thinking this is the day where Mick Ked says, you know what, the 800... yeah, create early heat and then make him feel pain.
0: So I just feel just off his natural pace at two thousand metres. They wouldn't. The rider won't be able to hold the horse at benchmark. Yes. So yeah, I, I expect sorry, sorry
1: about India, Vince, but just yeah. the important part for for those looking at, the, at what it did last up. It was slowly away from barrier one. It was stuck there. It couldn't produce its normal speed. So what you're saying is, all it has to do is get a clean jump and just clear air in front of it, and it can really roll at its natural speed.
0: For sure, Ralphie. So everything sort of points that this horse is the one that's a high probability of setting the speed. So you know that if just fine's leading, they're crawling. But if deny knowledge goes to the front, which is what I'm expecting, I've got three horses at the moment, Mark, go forward, then we're going to have a pace that's going to be on the low, plus two, and we could be going plus six. Now, if that's the case, that'd be fantastic because we're going to see a different winner, right? Yes. <laughs> if it's not the case, and we're orderly, then the race becomes uh, orderly in terms of who are the chances of winning. So this this is this is the the big key around doing the form with this race is you've got to have that confidence about what you feel is going to happen pace wise.
1: Yes. So, so yeah. is is it this simple that if it's if it's uh, orderly, it's going to be very hard to catch the gator, but if it's a good speed and Blake Shin's doing what Blake Shin's been doing, Juar is seriously, seriously hard to beat.
0: Well, definitely Juar. When I look at alligator blood, what really surprised me, well, when I say surprised me, I shouldn't be so graphic, right, is the horse loses a length or two. Like its peaking distance is 1,600 metres to a mile, uh, 1,600 to 1,800. As soon as you go to 2,000, it loses two lengths. Now, it's a seven-year-old. <laughs> I'm just sort of saying to myself, well, could you really improve two lengths, you know, since uh, 2022? Uh, you know, like I, I'd have to be crazy if I said yes, right? Now I do feel that we're we're seeing the absolute best of the horse, and I did have an inkling that there's a possibility we might see more than what we've seen last campaign. Purely on the premise on the way it's returned, but that still doesn't take it beyond its best ever performances, right? And this isn't its best ever performance. You know, like this isn't its golden distance. The only advantage it may get is. What happens to the track speed and how fast will they go now alligator blood's not a real lover of wet tracks either so we're you know i'm taking the first line of assumption that we're possibly going to be closer to a g4 than an s5 right
1: yeah which we will clarify tomorrow morning but that's yeah
0: yeah so that's the challenge with alligator blood is can it do it at 2000 meters Is is it the informed horse does it deserve to be you know one of two horses or three horses to beat yes now, if I didn't feel just fine, was going to be flattened by its last start, then I don't believe Alligator Blood could beat it.
1: That's, that's an interesting dynamic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because it's a serious heat, two starts in a row, including one at 2414 days, back to Melbourne. Wow. Yep. It's a challenge. That's a big challenge. Yep. So Dua, its run was fantastic. It said that it's back to its best. If it brings its best, that Australian Cup win was really serious. So we've got a serious 2000 winner and... It was in an insane speed race. So if, if remove Pin really pulls out the jets at the uh, halfway mark and makes it a real genuine staying
0: test, this and Mary loves it. Well, that's what it needs. just needs a good race shape with some speed, and that's going to help the horse a lot. Now, of course, if there's no speed, I mean, the horse still has a booming last 800,000 metres. It, it was there on display last start, going 7.8 below benchmark first section, but a combined What is it? It's a combined 11.6 overall last 800, which is just, you know, as good as the horse has ever gone. And also indicate the horse was very, very fit. I don't believe the team could have this horse any better. they got the right person on board, I feel, for this type of horse as well. In Shin, he's just brilliant profile for this. Just going to get back down to that pace. If there's good speed, this horse will win. And if, if it's even speed, then hit this horse's chances even. You know, it's, a, it's an even chance of getting on the podium. It's no standout. It's not going to be better than the others. It's going to be in the mix. And it's all about the luck in running and the timing and how far you are from the lead group approaching the 300-metre mark.
1: And just 30 seconds on non his best-ever run was in this race uh, two years ago.
0: Well... Again, this is a, a horse that I feel made good improvement from the first run to the second run, going from minus 2.3 to plus 1.1. It was also on display with some excellent overall last 800 metres. I do have it a genuine length behind the Juaz Rolfi, so from that perspective, I couldn't bring it to be in front of that horse. But, of course, on its day, as you know, if we go all the way back to 21, it's right up to this field.
1: 100%. All right, race eight in the program. It's not a group one. It's it's for the mares. Um, the, the, the market's got it. Nunthorpe and Whistle, Lass as the dominant favourites from uh, from Barbie's Fox, who's just airborne. Um, there's another horse in the race there. that it could be could be a couple of little sleepers here. What's, uh, what's your thoughts with race eight?
0: Yeah, uh, well, I guess Dunthorpe's an emerging horse, if you want to put it that way, about, like, where could it go and what could it do? I did have a close look to see what's the best possibility for this horse in terms of it hasn't broken benchmark yet. And the reality is I couldn't find any scenarios where the horse has gone better than benchmark potential right in terms of race shapes just the structure of in terms of energy efficiency is there anything there that i could find and i couldn't actually find anything other than saying this ralphie the horse relaxes really well it's had no pace in its last start it had a booming electric finish it's done that a couple of times it's always been when there's been no speed is this a race with speed if there's no speed then Does it have the best 400-metre sprint? Possibly it does. And would that be enough? It comes from a great stable. I'm not going to sit here and say can't do it, but I'm still not in a position where I can personally back this horse on the intel I have. It just doesn't quite have the profile that I'm looking for, but it doesn't mean it can't win. It just means you have to make decisions. If this is the horse you want to back and it doesn't have your profile, should you be backing the others? And that's a very personal uh, scenario there.
1: Whereas Wishlaw Lass is, is lightly raced and it, it's shown some some real sharp stuff. Um, last up bolted in uh, and ridden up front and, you know, you got Damien Lane with Damien Oliver controlling the speed. They're going to get it on their terms. What, what sort of upsides Wishlaw Lass got?
0: Well, this horse is definitely more than capable of um, – breaking benchmark tomorrow. This is this camp, this time in, I mean, it's come off a long break. Fitness is uh, still there to come. Even on that very last run off a modest speed of 6.7 lengths below benchmark. First section, the horse still ran out of condition over the last 200 metres, giving you, it actually started to waver just inside the 400 metre mark and it lost almost three quarters of a length. So, this is a horse that's definitely going to improve at least one length in conditioning and everything points to this horse being a lot better set up for a mile crack this time round. Uh, it just comes back to how well can it control the speed up front with its competitor and I know Damien will most likely be looking to take the seat off the other Damien.
1: Exactly. We saw it last Sunday, that last race when that yep. happens. Good luck getting past either from. But Correct. I just want to, just 30 seconds... Party Princess, that was very impressive what she did in Adelaide in that mile race. And, you know, her and probably Papillon Club as well, they came off a of race shape where you just could not make any ground at Moody Valley behind Amelia's Jewel. That's good form, Amelia's Jewel form.
0: Party Princess is $21, fits the best around. Yeah, I, I feel that's definitely unfair. This is a horse that goes superbly at a mile and and proven, and can handle pressure. If there's no pressure, it's definitely not going to be a disadvantage for the horse. It'll just allow it to um, be extremely competitive. Either way, it's going to be very competitive here.
1: Right. Well, that's just one I wanted to put on the table, so we'll talk business tomorrow. Caulfield Guineas, Vince. Uh, We see it every year. Big field of colts, and they go out. They're they're all trying to to outdo each other, the the boys. And uh, we generally see pressure is... But this time around, you're saying speed forecast, possibly only average.
0: Yeah. Well, what will uh, I just sort of sit back and say, okay, what's Tim Clark and Bo Murden' going to do? Yeah. Well, I already know what Damian Lane's going to do. Yeah, well, when I say? No, I don't know. Just just the way he profiles, yeah, right? And, and he likes much. to take a city. not going to want to own the front, right? If he owns the front, we've got no pace at all, right? <laughs> yeah. So Rock Empire, Verdad, they're the two boys. Well, Timmy Clark, he, I've seen him pull the ripcord plenty of times. So he might just say, well, I'm going to hold my spot from barrier three, make sure that I'm hard on the speed. And the other runner with Bo Murdens, has got to come from a wide gate. and It's going to generate some energy. And that's really what you're looking for. Because if you didn't have that sort of horse from the wide gate, where's the energy? Where's the extra speed? But that still just brings everything back to around that benchmark range. Now, if they overextend and they go on plus two or three or four, then obviously they've got no hope. I don't think they've got any chance anyway, right? But they absolutely have no hope. It'll probably help the stalkers more than anything.
1: All right. Well, let's cut to the chase. At this stage, the Golden Rose is far superior uh, on the clock to what's been happening in Melbourne. So uh, unbeaten is uh, Step Hardy, won by Nose last start and a four way finish. Military Rose uh, sorry, Militarize also won by Nose Last Art, but with blinkers on and a phenomenal speed and really um produced something special on the clock. With the matchup, it's the obvious starting point for a lot. What's your clock say? Well
0: here's the crazy thing. Let's say there's given the ground. Doesn't deter the horse. He's got a WTI rock solid plus seven off you know, ground that we'd probably sink in, Ralphie. Right, so the horse is going to handle giving the ground and it clearly showed last start what happens when you're on a good track. 3.8, he only has to run within a length of that and he still wins. And if he probably runs within two lengths of that, he still wins, right? Because the others are all got to find. It's his race to lose and I just... I don't know how they're going to beat him. He's like, Maybe if he gets scratched. <laughs> if he gets scratched, I reckon he can't win. Well, that, <laughs> this is it because he, he can afford to give him a head start. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, so Joe is riding. He got out of trouble last start. He's obviously, you know, been a freak generational talent. But he's going to get it right at Caulfield. And I suppose what I'm saying is it has to be a factor, not just talent that, uh, from that draw, he's going to concede a start, and he has to get it right. So not the horse, but the, but the rider as well.
0: That's right. Well, he can give, he can give him a head start.
1: <laughs> King Colorado comes from the same race, and third up as a one, a group one third up last start. What type of um, projection could he ex, uh, explode to? Ma Eustace, big race, and Mickey D, who's been just a phenomenon in these big races and often at odds uh, over the last couple of years.
0: Well, realistically, it's the only danger. And it's just all going to get back down to one thing. If uh, Marrera makes a million mistakes, because he can afford to make one or two and still win, <laughs> but if he makes half a dozen, then, yeah, he won't win and King Colorado will win. All right.
1: Now as you got the step up. So so uh, what type of projection can you give step I should put an, add, add just a little bit here, just for people. Well, I haven't
0: it. been able to get it past the figure that it produced last start. And when I look at it and say, okay, well, let's let's keep it real. Is there a chance, just with the way the race shape was, that the horse has got more? Of course, you know, I would be foolish to say it's not. But we've got to remember, this horse was very, very fit already first up. And you, and, it, and the signal's there, 84-day break. The second up runs, so okay, so if we're going to take that, how much are we going to take into consideration of the 2.9 length slowdown between the 8 and the 4? So if you allow the whole two lengths, that brings him up around to the high twos, which is about a length short. Realistically, if that had happened between the 4 and the 2, I would have paid that a lot more respect. So I have the possibility of improving maybe one length, but I, I, you know, in this situation, I'm going to give it the whole two lengths. It's okay, well, where does that get me? That gets me somewhere around the mid to high twos in terms of uh, above benchmark, an IVR figure around 2.5, possibly 2.8. And if you're in your, your best dream, plus three, just that's the, that's as good as I can get the horse. But that means you're going to be competitive. That means you're going to be a big chance of running second or third. So I'm not sitting here and saying you can't be in the finish. You, you just got to assume that militarise isn't going to improve a millimetre and he's going to go backwards. That's what you've got to assume. And then the party's a chance of uh, finishing first, second or third.
1: Excellent. i just ran off with, with V8 here. And just from this point of view, Vince, he was so good first up and he was so terrible last start. I'd only beaten two lengths. That was um. he... he I'm trying to work this out. He, here's a scenario and just tell me if I'm crazy. Ben Mellon wrote it. They backed right off it after it won first up, and he was half fit. And since Damien Lane's now back on it, Damien Lane went to Ballarat to, to give this horse a barrier trial. What we often see with the elite riders, and we, just from a distance, is that they, they sometimes take over the training. They go, right, I will get this horse fit. And we'll do it. No disrespect to the boys, but he gave it that barrier trial, and now he can run to his potential and probably going to get the golden spot first crack at turning for home. If he turns up, but he was good first up, so I just wanted to put that on the table. What's your thoughts
0: there? Yeah, and that horse there off the first up run clearly indicated that horse was going to improve at least a length or two on conditioning yep. alone. How they found themselves in a situation at Caulfield—they're going three point four lengths faster than standard. That's what really impacted the horse, and then of course you had to deal with the slowdown as yep. well. In amongst that, and the horse just wasn't able to recover by the time it got to the. Last two hundred meters, and still fell apart, and because it felt the effects of that first section. Now, with the, with the jump out at Ballarat, everything's in order for this horse to turn up and run to its absolute best. And and I I have to give it respect, and it's a genuine top four contender.
1: Right. Okay. Let's get to the superstar Amelia's Jewel. Another Damien Lane ride, and and uh, this one there's no doubt on on her talent level or capability. The the question is is the uh, is the low two price. Uh, inviting uh, Vince, final thoughts, uh, not final thoughts, we'll do that tomorrow, but as far as uh, the pace of this race is concerned in the Turak Handicap, will she get the ideal ratio? Well,
0: what's Pride of Jenny going to do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, uh, well, uh, and our, our, look, that's obviously the starting point speed-wise, she can yeah. go so fast, but also in Pride of Jenny's profile, she's a spiker. And when she's run a really big figure, she's dropped off as
0: well. Yeah, she is a spiker. And it was Herculean what it did last start in terms of sustained speed. Pretty much from start to finish was all above benchmark. Yep. And that's already a lot of merit. And the horse has done a lot better than what I felt. So there's a level of um, iron... Like this horse has got a level of being like an iron horse, Ralphie. So I, I have an expectation this horse is going to come out and been able to maintain some good speed. It rarely races... Poorly through the first session, unless there is good level of give in the ground. Well, you know, and you don't run beyond two thousand. <laughs> so, so the reality is, I feel that this horse—it's hard to see this horse going slower than say plus two or three. It really is. I, I can't, I can't see it. I just feel this horse is going to go out and set a good tempo and keep keep the field honest. Does that mean it improves its chances of winning? No, <laughs> right. because it doesn't matter how you look at it, it's going to be the sitting duck. It just has to be.
1: So Damien Lane rode Amelia's jewel to suit Mooney Valley. Speed on, fast track, be on pace, get the win. He, uh, it was magnificent. From tomorrow, barrier 12, Caulfield with the lanes in play in a big field, he doesn't need to be up here to lead, and that's probably going to even assist it better.
0: No, he won't be, and his big challenge will be, He's probably going to have a, a race with the inevitable. Yep. Who uh, you only have to look at what happened to that horse last start. Who's this is another horse that's got a very high profile and could make things very, very interesting. And then of course what do you do with a horse like Antino? But that's probably the pack, first and foremost, where the challenges come from behind the leaders and you know who they've got to sort of get past. And Amelia's jewel has got to get past all those runners. Class-wise, I don't even feel like we've gotten to the peak yet. It's got a plus 5.8. If it can repeat that, which I'm not sure if the horse will repeat it. See, this is the thing, Ralphie. Where's the grand final? I'm starting to do Ralph Horowitz now. Where's the grand final?
1: <laughs> well, it's a reality. Next up is the grand final. Either, we don't know where, we will be either the Golden League or Cox Plate, but that is the grand final
0: next up. So that's, that's where the grand final is. So... This horse jumped four lengths in improvement, one run to the other. I don't see that happening tomorrow. Now, I've, you know, pinned at 5.8 because I just want to highlight it's the class runner of the field. But I don't believe that horse is going to run to that level. Now, what do you need? You need around 4.7 above the IVR benchmark to get on the podium. So it's got to run within a length of that. I feel that the horse will definitely run within two lengths of that figure. So it doesn't matter how you look at it, the horse is going to be there. But am I as bullish as I was last start? No.
1: Right, given the uh, the and particularly the price. So, and let's round off with Antino. So, a little head scratcher here, Vince. Yeah, everyone, the whole world saw how lucky it was at uh, at um, at Flemington. Did it do enough last start, or is there a nagging doubt that? It uh, it might leave its figure at home as far as its best figure at uh, at, at uh, in Queensland because it's and last start, I oh, know this is its grand final tomorrow, so then let's put that on the table. But gee, it was pretty moderate last two hundred in winning. What am I looking at?
0: <sighs> yeah. Of course, well, what I'm, I, what I'm seeing at the moment is you have a look at that first up run, 8.4 lengths below benchmark first second uh, first section. Yep. Then last start, it was 4.4. So we've seen nice improvement of around four lengths, Ralphie. Yes. What we've also seen is the mid-race, how much the horse has improved, not in terms of acceleration in, in, of, the, of the exertion. It's about how far above the benchmark. First up, it was 3.2 lengths below the benchmark between the eight and the four. Last start, it was one length above. So that's another 4.2 lengths better performance in the mid-race. And then the last 400 metres, there wasn't much in it. It was only around half a length in terms of overall finish. And the indicator does point that this horse still blew out at the end in condition, which I'm going, wow, right, okay. So... Of course, is three point seven enough to win? No. It has to mean that A Amelia's Jewel's not going to run anywhere near its best. But and I'm not forecasting anything less than three point seven, by the way, for Amelia's Jewel. Yeah. And the inevitable is gonna have to have all the worst luck like it did last start as well. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Its first up 400 was phenomenal. So yeah, absolutely. Put that on the table for the uh, Tassie veteran. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll pick up the pace here. Basically, in, in summary, with those quality legs, you're saying Jewel are really interested each way. Militarised, it's his race to lose. And uh, Amelia's Jewel, probably ditto, but you're just not expecting an explosion. No, I'm not 10, expecting 10, an explosion.
0: And yeah. obviously. You know, it's not nowhere near as enticing as last start from a betting point of view.
1: We'll talk business tomorrow. So, but let's just go thirty seconds on these other races. Um, race six, you got moderate to high confidence. Ertin. Is it just a case of if they can get this horse right, he's so clearly the one to bet? It's not funny.
0: Which one's this? Erton in race six. Yes, yes, for sure. Absol- absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, and yes. likely good race shape with Buffalo River and just coming across on his turn.
0: Yeah, now well, just with the give in the ground, if that stays yeah. there, that, that that'll be interesting. Yeah, probably help Buffalo River. But I thought I thought Buffalo River's performance last start was fantastic. Absolutely,
1: it's a so one. yeah,
0: so. It, it looks like that's where the race is. Maybe we've got to give some respect to number five, Minsk moment, yep. and some and some respect to Regards Marie as well. Sure.
1: Race five on the program here. The, the market's assessed at a two-horse race. Uncommon James in the blinkers after a terrific run behind As Asfora was the one who led over 1,000 at Mooney Valley. Do you think Uncommon James can catch Asfora or Asfora is still the one to catch?
0: Two-horse race for sure. And the market's like right on point. Right now, where do you move the chessboard? Do you go to the left or the right? Are you going left Asfora or right Uncommon James? I went... Through it, I haven't made a final call on it. I, I, hopefully, I can tomorrow morning. But I, right now, I've got—I'm just got a little bit of a leaning to Common James.
1: Uh, race four, you expected a big rebound after Red Card was beaten at odds-on favourite. Here she is tomorrow. Do you expect that now?
0: Yeah, fantastic. This is this is a great race for this horse, and it's going to get its opportunity to win for sure.
1: All right, uh, low-moderate confidence race in race three there. There hasn't been a lot on the clock with these, uh, these old stayers here of later. I don't think this will be a race you'll we'll be participating in.
0: Oh, Ralphie, it's it's all can't be easy, can't be easy. I mean, I like to make it easy, but, you know, right now, I'm looking for a new set of glasses.
1: Right, uh race two, I'll just ask you this one. This um this time in my life, Moody's sauce from Geelong. I think it's going to get a golden shape. Have you got an upside for her? <laughs>
0: well one thing's for sure race pattern wise and where it's going to be in running is fantastic that's exactly where you want to be stalking the pack this is that's the golden place if you can get there first you you've already got some big advantage now in terms of more upside of course i mean you have a look at the, the you know i don't like it when horses have their first start and then have a a bit of a I won't call it super savage slowdown, but going from 0.6 below to 3.8 below first from first section to second section is never good, Ralph. Never good. And you can usually on the bare minimum tack on one length for sure, possibly two, and therefore that puts his horse right in the hunt.
1: All right, well, we'll talk business tomorrow, including race one. We'll give that a miss. It's just the ratings race there, and who knows? It could be a heap of scratchings today. So in the meantime, we'll round that off. We've done a pretty solid hour on these fantastic horses and fantastic races tomorrow. Uh, Hope you uh, enjoyed what we've given you so far, and hopefully we can uh, add to it and finalise it tomorrow morning. Uh, In the meantime, thanks so much for being a customer of Year Outcome.